Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. everyone and welcome to the first episode of season two of your favorite f-word podcast sarah and nicola here coming at you after a nice little break mm-hmm. nice little break over the holiday season yeah. so we are pumped to be back here um, on the second season of the podcast and to start this season off we are going to it is the beginning of January. Um, and so what we want to do today is we're going to dive into some of our predictions for 2022 in the nutrition and fitness space. So we're going to kind of discuss where we think the industry is headed, what we would personally like to see shift inside the industry and some things to consider for yourself, either inside your coaching business or in your fitness journey. So whether you're a coach or if you're someone navigating your own fitness, nutrition, or self-care, we hope this episode helps spark some curiosity for you um, and just some thoughtfulness as we head into the new year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've broken it down into predictions for coaches, predictions for the industry, and kind of some predictions for the collective. So why don't we start with predictions for coaches? You want to start us off? Yeah. So this prediction kind of came from a lot of conversations that I was having with other coaches in the space and something that kept coming up um, over and over and something I think Sarah and I both discussed for ourselves and for Paradigm was this idea of redefining success. So not just basing our success on like our popularity on Instagram or how big our accounts are growing or like what our income status is. Um, So kind of putting those goals away and looking to define success instead by are we able to grow our vision and really like live through our individual core values and therefore the core values of paradigm so that we're able to find joy and creativity and just feel like really excited about the work that we actually do, whether that's together in the business or whether that's like one-on-one with our coaches or in our group, our coach mentorship. Yeah. I think this is something that's going to be big for lots of other coaches in the space too, um, because the fitness space, especially on Instagram is kind of like a monopoly, you know, like it's very much dominated by a few very large accounts. Um, and I think that as we kind of start to be more aware and more critical of bro marketing and privilege and all of those kind of, um, issues or very prevalent pieces inside this space, um, we're going to, as coaches, move away from this idea that we need to have hundreds of thousands of followers, or we need to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year or per month or whatever we see coaches posting about or bragging about on Instagram and very much 
more so shift into what kind of impact are we making and how is our business helping us be the coaches and the humans that we want to be? Um, and how, how is our business helping us, um, create like a more fulfilling life, Mm -hmm. um, outside of like those vanity metrics. Totally. Like looking at how we're connecting with others impact we're making, not only like for us in a personal sense, but what are we doing for our clients and what are we, what kind of impact are we having on the industry as a whole? Yeah. Um, And I think there's kind of like an important component there to acknowledge is that we're not saying that we're not defining our success by money at all, because money does play an important role. Like if we're not making enough money to make this sustainable, then, you know, we're not able to run a business and not able to have this kind of impact. And so I think for other coaches that I've talked to, it's kind of like, yeah, we want to acknowledge money and we need to make a certain amount to live the life and have the freedoms that we want and of course pay the bills but I think it's just expanding the definition of success and recognizing that so much more goes into our work um, than just like what we're getting out of it financially for sure yeah yeah I love that one so excited to see that that's a conversation we have a lot inside of the coach mentorship with the other coaches Mm -hmm. for sure Um, this next prediction, um, is another conversation we have a lot (laughs) inside the coach mentorship. Um, and it is the idea of boundaries. Okay. So as a coach or as a business owner, um, a trend towards better setting and upholding boundaries inside of our business. So being able to set and uphold those boundaries with confidence, um, and also giving our clients permission to do the same. So a lot more conversations around expectations, around um, the availability of ourselves to our clients and vice versa. Um, I think that that is going to become a lot more prevalent, especially after this past year. I think for us, definitely, but I think just in general, a lot of us recognized the importance of like slowing down, of disconnecting, of taking a step away um, and when we own a business or we're running, we're a coach, or we have like very high availability of ourselves towards our clients, it can be really tough to do that. So setting those boundaries is something that is absolutely required to make sure that we don't reach a point where we are completely burnt out, um, which obviously doesn't benefit us or the client in the long run. Um, So I think there's going to be a really big shift in that for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think with that too, it's looking at not only like, am I setting these boundaries, but how am I setting them? And Mm -hmm. so developing practices within our work um, and between the two of us to, to really make it clear. Um, What does Brittany Brown say? say? Clear Clear as kind. kind. Yeah. So being really clear with our boundaries um, and making it known to each other, to our clients, to other people in the business, like very explicitly and right up front. We're not making assumptions that they know our boundaries if we're not mm-hmm. being clear and setting them. Um, yeah. So that's a big, big piece. Yeah. Multiple ways that that will show up. This could actually be a good podcast episode for the future. Um, okay. Well, let's start the new year off by yeah. actually keeping track yes. of okay. what we say we're going to talk about. Are you taking notes? You betcha. Nicholas, the note taker professional. Um, okay. Next one. I like this one. Well, you get it. Okay. Um, so the next one, Nicola listed it as skill gathering, um, which I really like because I think as coaches, we are always looking for like the next nutrition cert or how can we learn more about gut health or hormones or what next business certification or business coach can we hire? That's going to 
teach us how to do the email list or teach us how to do reels to grow our account to 10,000 followers or whatever. (laughs) Um, And so that stuff is all great. Yes, there is tons of value in that. But when we say skill gathering, we really think that there's going to be a shift or we hope to see a shift towards coaches seeking out training and support for other types of skills like leadership, like holding space for others, like being trauma-informed, which is the next one on this list, Um, and more skills in terms of like our communication and our abilities to really communicate and have, I use the word influence, I think that has a negative connotation, but as coaches, we do have influence, right, Um, over others in a way that is supportive for them and ultimately benefits them as well. Um, So moving away from like the traditional like nutrition certs and business certifications only and looking towards like what other skills can we develop. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that like we are not ourselves looking at other ways of educating and growing our knowledge about nutrition, about the body, about health, but we're looking more about like, okay, so we have all that information. What are we actually doing to apply it? And it's with those other skills that I think the application actually has the impact. And so we're looking at how are we combining all of those things? What are we learning? What are we reading? And then how are we actually giving that to our clients in a way that they can use it? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something we're seeing more and more of. And as a business, we're definitely focusing more on this year. Absolutely. Okay. So the next one is talking about being trauma-informed. So Nicola, why don't you kind of run us through kind of what that means um, Mm -hmm. and what it means specifically for coaches? So this, I think is a really important skill for anybody who is holding space, um, be it a coach, if you are a business owner or a manager in some capacity, you're supporting other people in some way. Um, In our like online space, mostly we're talking to coaches. Um, So recognizing that when you are in those close um, and very intimate relationships, we have to acknowledge that most people have been through trauma in some way, shape, or form. And to ignore it ignores a big piece of that person and creates a greater risk of causing harm in that relationship because we don't know what their lived experiences are um, and we don't know how our words or our actions are going to come across. So Um, Just to quickly describe trauma, trauma is a non-binary human response to the threat or harm to an individual group collective or culture safety, security, and stability. So we got that definition from a close friend who has done a lot of our trauma-informed training, and that's Katie Kurtz. Um, She is wonderful. She puts on a lot of great education around this subject, um, and we'll link her in the notes today. Um, So from that definition, then to be trauma aware and trauma informed goes above just acknowledging that trauma exists. We want to be able to acknowledge that it exists and recognize different ways in which it can show up. But being trauma informed does not mean that we are working with someone to address that trauma. So we are not at all qualified to bring up trauma and work through it with the person that we're coaching. Instead, what we've been educated and continue to receive extended training and education on are the ways in which trauma can manifest and impact folks that we hold space for in our coaching. Mm -hmm. So we never assume trust or safety in our relationships, but rather work to build it by being open, by being honest and creating 
clarity and boundaries and all of that within our coaching and inside our relationships. Mm -hmm. So when we say we're thinking and hoping that more people will become trauma-informed is that we'll see less of that bro marketing, less of that using pain and manipulation to get people to work with you. But then once you're actually working in that coaching relationship, you're also not making assumptions about a person's history and you're letting them kind of uncover things at their own pace in a way that they feel comfortable with. And you are there in the support role, not to prod or pry, but to create space um, uh, and help them feel safe in the relationship. Mm -hmm. It is, I mean, being trauma-informed has so many different layers to it. Um, And I think like there's always going to be work to do there, but especially as fitness coaches or nutrition coaches working with individuals on movement and nutrition and things to do with their body, it is so, so important because if there is trauma there, especially any type of sexual trauma or abuse or anything to do with the relationship that they have with their body now, it is very easy to have that come up in conversation. And so it's important that we understand that that can come up, that it is out of our scope and that we have ways to kind of work through that and help our clients navigate that um, by providing other supports or changing the conversation um, or holding space for them without like necessarily coaching them, um, Mm -hmm. which is something that can come up a lot. So there's lots of different kind of levels there. Um, and so again, another maybe episode for us to do, maybe we'll have Katie on the podcast to talk about that. Um, but as a coach, just being aware that individuals have tons of different experiences than us. Um, and yeah, I could rant about that for a long time Mm -hmm. in terms of like not making excuses and like that kind of language. Right. Um, but yeah, we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that hopefully see a trend towards more awareness there for sure. And I think we will. I think people are getting more comfortable using the word trauma without kind of like cringing. Um, And yeah, to make it clear, like we are not at all saying we are addressing trauma, but we are getting super, super clear about where our scope is and where it is not. And being able to know what to do when conversations or the relationship kind of crosses that threshold and having referrals at hand to kind of put someone into um, a better supportive role for them Uh and be able to, you know, be with them through that process. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. So then the last kind of prediction we had here for coaches is kind of a shift in where coaches get their inspiration from. Um, So looking to other industries, other professions for inspiration and create creativity inside of our business, whether that's for, from a content standpoint, for actual coaching, for our leadership, et cetera, um, branching outside of our industry bubble that is health and fitness. Um, because there's a lot of other industries and a lot of other professions doing fucking amazing things for the same humans that we are working with. Um, and being able to pull on, pull from those for inspiration, for collaboration. Um, I think it's really going to kind of expand our abilities to help the people that we want to help. Totally. Do you I got anything, anything to add to that one? No. no. Cool. 
Um, okay, so you made this little note on like overall yeah. outlooks. So we listed a few things, but I think our overall outlook for coaches is with like a shift to our individual and collective definitions of our success. I do think that practices and coaching styles will continue to shift in terms of that direction of becoming more trauma informed. So where I'm hoping our fingers are all crossed that we're going to start to seeing, see less shaming and more supporting less competition and more collaboration. Absolutely. That means finding information, inspiration in odd places, incorporating incorporating trauma-informed practices, um, being more human first in terms of our coaching, but also our businesses at all levels. So Mm -hmm. all of us can get dreaming big and honoring our own energy. And I think as coaches and like Sarah says, as people with influence that then gives our clients permission to do the same. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely some really, really great shifts happening there. Um, So Then let's move into, so that was kind of for coaches in general. Now let's move into like the bigger picture for the industry in general, um, for the nutrition fitness industry in general, what are kind of our predictions here? Um, and the first one we had was a continual slow death of diet culture. (laughs) (laughs) It's a slow fucking death, but it is slowly, slowly dying. So our prediction is that diet culture will continue to fade as more people, be it coaches and um, potential clients or individuals in the space, um, continue to recognize their autonomy um, in their own definitions of health and wellness, right? And as we move away from, and honestly, get more critical mm-hmm. of diet culture and the structures that have created and upheld diet culture for so long. Um, I think that that is going to be, I mean, continue all this year. It has started already, um, but there's still a lot of pushback. It's going to, there's always going to be pushback because so many different businesses and institutions and industries benefit from diet culture. Um, But I think as consumers, as we continue to get more critical of that, that's going to continue falling, falling Mm -hmm. down to the ground. Yeah. And I mean, like, by no means are we assuming that that's going to come without like work, especially from like our side of things, being a Mm -hmm. coach in the industry. Um, But I think we saw a big shift in that just from COVID alone, people were recognizing that there was a lot going on and to be focused on weight loss or making ourselves smaller in some sort of way wasn't necessarily the priority anymore. And I think with that came a lot of freedom to kind of expand the definition of like what it means to be healthy, um, what people are grateful for in their bodies um, without it being centered around like weight loss only. And so we're just hoping to continue that. Um, And I think we're seeing more and more coaches move away from that kind of language as well. More people are being critical of the messaging that's out there and more people are willing to have conversations on both of those kind of polar ends of things the people Mm -hmm. previously in diet culture are seeing the error in their ways and the people who were kind of like anti-diet are also recognizing that there can be a middle ground for some folks that it doesn't have to be one way or the other Mm -hmm. I think one thing I just thought of that as you were mentioning like our our role as coaches um if we want to get rid of diet culture or whatever, improve this space, however you want to, whatever language you want to use there. 
I think, and hopefully this year we'll see more of this, but that does not happen by shaming and by shitting on the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, because that is last year, that was exactly what was happening in the industry. There was two sides and constantly shitting on each other. Oh, this type of fitness is bad for you. This diet is bad for you, blah, blah, blah. And that change isn't going to happen if we're constantly like fighting about what's right and wrong. Um, It is really going to happen when we can, as Nicholas said, kind of embrace that nuance, have those nuanced conversations, understand and acknowledge that there is privilege inside this space. There are barriers to access for individuals and there's so much more going on Um, and being able to hold space for multiple truths and have those conversations is what's going to help, especially the consumer and our potential clients think for themselves. Um, and ultimately that's going to have the biggest impact for sure. Versus being like, no, this is bad or this is good. Mm -hmm. And I think that leads really well into our next point, which is more about seeking out empowered coaching. So what I mean by that is because of, I think, the shift that we've seen in the influence of diet culture, we're seeing more and more people seek out coaches, not because they feel like they're experiencing shame or because they're worried about doing something wrong or that their body isn't right for them. It's because they genuinely want the collaboration of and support of a coaching relationship. And I think this one becomes really exciting for us because that's mm-hmm. the style of coaching where we really thrive. I don't think we've had many clients come to us in the last even year that we've felt are so ingrained in diet culture that there's so much background work before we can actually get into the change. Mm -hmm. And so the more people that come to us, not from a place of like desperation, but from a place of empowerment, I think the more impact that we can have in that relationship and the more fun, the more exciting and the bigger changes we can make are, are inside that. For sure. And if you feel like you're not in that place yet, don't let this be like a stress or worry for you. Um, It is a process and everyone goes through that process at a different rate. Um, And obviously there's so many different influences, Um, but our hope for individuals and women in general is that there will be more shifts into that space where we are seeking out support because we want we want that we want support and we understand that it can add value. Um, and it's coming from a place of wanting to add value versus a place of lack Mm -hmm. for sure. Love that one. Um, this next one goes with that, I guess. Um, so seeing a shift in values in the industry and a shift, I guess with this, we could also say like a shift in like the definition of health or what we, what the industry is kind of saying is successful, um, which should never be, we shouldn't be using the industry's definition of success by any means, but to pretend that the mainstream messages don't influence us is just not realistic. Um, (laughs) but I think we're seeing a shift in values in that definition in terms of like less celebrating weight loss, um, and more celebrating accomplishments, intelligence, strength, PRs in the gym, aligned decision-making, resiliency, navigating stressful times. Like those are the things that we are now starting to value and recognize the importance of more so than what our bodies look like. 
Do you got anything to add to that? I don't one? have too much to add no. to that. I think that one's really exciting. And I think, I mean, we see that firsthand with the comments that our clients make over time. Um, I think some people will still come in and, you know, that idea of not making progress until they recognize all of the different ways that progress can look for them and start to embody all of those different practices and get excited about the things that they might not have been able to focus on in the previous months or years. Yeah, absolutely. Those are super fulfilling to see as a coach. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, So next, something you kind of talked about above um, was just this idea of embracing nuance Um, as coaches, as clients, as, you know, people in the industry themselves, just having more nuanced conversations about what health really is, what it means to each of us individually and as a collective, and acknowledging the different privileges and barriers to access within health as a whole, be it physical, mental, spiritual health. Um, There's lots of barriers that are very systematic and systemic. Um, that need to be addressed if we're talking to the collective and wanting to make greater jumps in health overall. Mm -hmm. Big time. Then the last one um, is more collaboration. Um, So seeing more coaches supporting one another, sharing ideas, learning and collaborating with one another instead of competing. Um, When we look at this space, there is always going to be more to learn. There is always going to be individuals to work with. um, And there's always going to be progress to make in our businesses, in our own journeys. And that collaboration is ultimately going to benefit every single individual involved from the coaches and their business to the clients that we're able to help. Um, So we saw more of that last year. I think, I think we saw, especially in, oh, definitely in our coach mentorship. For me, that was a really big realization and kind of affirmation of this one is how, how great it felt to see all of the coaches we had in our space supporting one another um, to the point where we've created a referral network inside of that. Yeah. And so being in a place where you're not worried about, you know, where is your next client going to come from? Or is a client going to choose to work with someone else because of you know, whatever reason, but recognizing mm-hmm. that we all have our different strengths, we can all learn from each other. And there's a lot of magic that can happen when we support one another and collaborate. Absolutely. Even just having people there that are going through similar struggles in terms of being there for their clients or doing the whole Instagram thing, you know, um, <laughs> doing the whole doing Instagram the whole thing, Instagram thing. <laughs> it, uh, it can be so, so helpful. Um, so yeah, assuming we will see more of that um, in the industry as a whole, definitely in our space, we will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think um, the theme for the industry is just a lot more empowerment, a lot more nuance, um, and collaboration, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So do we have anything else here? No, I just made one. Oh, I like this prediction for the collective. Yeah. So for the coaches, for the clients, for the people doing their own thing, figuring out health for themselves and for the industry as a whole. I think collectively we're going to start seeing and have been seeing kind of more moments of joy while allowing ourselves to hold multiple truths. So recognizing that shit is hard, COVID has sucked, our lives have changed drastically, but still being able to and wanting to create happiness for ourselves despite the heaviness Mm -hmm. 
And I think I see that in clients all the time. I've seen that with us and how we've kind of like navigated changes to the business and our own personal stuff and held space for one another. And I'm really loving that like nuanced conversation that we're seeing in on Instagram, <laughs> the place that we kind of hate <laughs> the most. I think I get excited when I see people talking about this more and more. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we're not we don't ever want to pretend that like, oh, it's 2020, it's a new year and all of our problems are magically going to like be fixed or that change is going to happen without intention and effort. But we know that so many of us over the past couple of years have felt a lot of heaviness. um, And there has been a lot of, a lot of negative stuff going on um, in the media and in our own personal lives, et cetera. Um, And we know that there's a craving for wanting to be able to find more joy um, in small moments and create that for ourselves. So collectively, we hope we can embrace and honor that a lot this year. Um, And yeah, we're excited for it. Yeah. 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 This is one that really feels like aligned with the work that we do aligned with the work that we want to continue doing and just on a personal level too. I think that's been a big lesson for me personally in the past like few years is that, man, we can be going through shit and we can still like laugh. We can still be silly. There's still room for play despite all of that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Anything else? No, I don't think so. I mean, these again are just our personal predictions and things that we've seen and by no means do we feel like we speak for everyone when we talk about this stuff and I think it's important too because these are our own perspectives we also need to acknowledge that none of this stuff is going to happen overnight none of this stuff Mm -hmm. especially when we talk about like the diet culture and impact there or the awareness of and prevalence of trauma-informed coaching like all this shit is going to take a lot of work on our part, on the client, on the consumer, on the industry as a whole. Um, And someone, I made a post about this and someone said, oh, aren't we such an optimist? And I was like, yeah, I mean, (gasps) it is very optimistic to think, hey, you know, in this next year, diet culture is gonna, you know, die that slow, painful death. But I really do see changes coming. And I think to ignore those and assume business as usual doesn't really serve anybody. So we want to be a part of the impact and not upholding the status quo. Absolutely. That's yeah. Um, I was just reading this last last (laughs) little piece here, but I like how you just closed it off. Um, So yeah, we will, we'll wrap it up there. Um, We would love to hear your feedback or any predictions that you have Um, or shifts that you've maybe been noticing in the industry, whether positive or negative. Um, So if you want to have those conversations or want to chat with us a little bit more, you can um, head on over to our Instagram at paradigm nutrition underscore Um, hit us up there. We're always in there chatting um, or send us an email to info at paradigm nutrition.net. Love having those conversations. And obviously, especially if you are a human in the fitness space as quote unquote, we use the word client to just, to just talk about individuals who aren't necessarily coaches, but someone who's on your own health and fitness journey. Um, we'd love to hear like your perspective. Cause obviously as coaches and as people who work in this space are, our perspective is probably a little bit different. Um, so love having those conversations. 
And yeah, do we want to end with a fuck yes or fuck no? Yeah, I really wish I'd thought about this ahead of time. <laughs> when I write these outlines for the podcast, I always leave like the fuck yes and fuck no in there. And every time I'm like, oh, okay, good reminder to think about it before we actually record. And do I? No, never. What's the fun in that? <sighs> you know how I like to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> we would be a mess if Nicola wasn't existing on this team because she always makes all of the like outlines for everything and like all of the notes and stuff like that we just be showing up here being like uh I mean maybe one day we should just record one with no agenda and just talk and see where it goes maybe we put it out into the universe and maybe we don't okay that can be a 2022 goal write it on the list okay putting it up there okay well Back to the fuck yes, fuck no. I have a fuck yes. Okay. Um, we are starting a book club and we're super excited about it. Mm. Um, so that would be my fuck yes. That's like one of our exciting projects for the year. Um, so we're going to be collectively reading Think Again by Adam Grant. Um, and every couple of weeks we're going to have a group call. We're going to be, Nicola and I are going to send out some like journal prompts and questions and just like things to help with being a more active reader. Um, cause I think it's really easy for us to read a book or listen to an audio book and it goes one in, in one ear and out the other. Um, so our goal with the book club is to create a space to kind of have conversations about what we're reading and really work on applying that to our own individual experiences. Um, so yeah, we're pumped about that and it's starting in February and all of the proceeds from it are going to go to the YWCA, um, which is also wonderful. So that's my fuck yes for today. Okay. That's a good one. And it prompts me to think of a personal fuck no. Okay. I have, if I'm guessing, we'll say 18 half read books all sitting on my shelf begging to be read but I just feel like in general I'm a reader who like reads based on energy and sometimes I really really want to learn about a topic and so I have like those more educational books and then Mm -hmm. other times I really 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 want an easy story or like a captivating character so I have those books and other times I want you know like a biography or something and so so you just switch between them all between the two and (laughs) I don't want to say never finish them, but it takes exponentially longer to read them all. Yeah. But I, I do that with audiobooks a lot. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of unfinished audiobooks. But the only hard copy, like physical paper book that I have not finished in the past, like probably two years that I started, was 12 Rules for Life. Oh, weird. By Jordan Peterson. Weird. Yeah, I could not. Oh, I don't know. I just had a hard time with that one. Now it acts as my like coffee stand. Oh, wait, that's the one you didn't read? Yes. Oh, I thought that that's the only one I didn't. Okay, finish. okay, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. I was like, why do you think that's weird? I Never didn't mind. think you would enjoy that book very much either. Uh, no, um, I'm not his biggest fan. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that was the only one. Okay, wait. I will pump the book that I did read in okay. December, the one I finished in like three days. It's Group by Christy Tate. It's about her journey through group therapy. 
and it is 12 out of 10. It's so fucking good. I laughed. I cried. I wept. Yeah. I cried some more. I laughed again. It was so, so good. Um, it's very real. It's very honest. Um, not for everybody. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people either love it or hate it. Um, but if you're interested in kind of learning more about like the dynamics of probably not your typical group therapy practice it was a really really good read and apparently it's a very good audiobook too because christy herself narrates it which is always a plus yes love that so that's uh, a little book recommendation cool i also um knew this app existed but never downloaded it but i just downloaded it this year it's called good reads And you can like create a reading challenge. So how many books you want to complete in the year. And then you can like store all the books that you've read in there and like their ratings and stuff like that. Um, And you can like add friends. So I got that. I'm excited to crush some book goals this year for sure. Yeah. Um, While we're doing recommendations, I have one more. Not a book though. Have you heard of Dipsy? It's an an app and it is like sexy stories. oh I think you've talked about this before it's so good so I had it before and did like the trial month and didn't really utilize it but my friend gave me her login recently and it's unreal steamy Um, yeah really really good and I personally like not having visuals visuals usually throw me off if it's not like totally up my alley right so this is really great they're good stories the narrators like each have their own character and are so good and there's like different accents it's nice it's wonderful yeah highly recommend Might have to check it out 10 out of 10 recommend oh show yeah yeah nice okay well that turned into a few extra fuck yeses but that's a good way to start that's out the okay. year yeah yeah so we will wrap up for today thank you all for being here for tuning into season two this season, you're going to see a lot more of the same, us chatting about <laughs> coaching, chatting about nutrition, chatting about just the messiness that is being a human in today's day and age. Um, yeah, lots of exciting conversations to come. You might hear some new voices on here this season. And Whose that's pretty much it. Those be? Are we doing different accents? (laughs) I cannot do accents. (laughs) I'm so bad. Anytime you're like playing like a drinking game or whatever that it's like talking in accent, I just I'm like, no, I'm just gonna chug my drink because I cannot. Brad's really good at them. So is Brandon. Brad does a really good Forrest Gump. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm Mm. horrible. Yes. Anyways, um, okay, that's pretty much it. We will see you next episode. On the flippity flip. On on the flippity flip. (laughs) Bye, everyone.